everyone, this is Noelle Stringer coming to you from LMP Connect. There's been a lot of stuff in the news about some awful things happening to one of our limited resources. Chemicals, bacteria, lead, trash. It's invading. Things are bad all over the world. But the question is, do you really know what's happening in our water? Today we will dive in to understand the real effect water pollution causes in our world. We will discover three of the many reasons it is causing a commotion. We'll find stories in our news today, and we will travel to the scene of the crime. We'll get a professional view on this problem, and so much more. Stay tuned for more interesting, but sometimes disturbing info about the problems in our water. Your throat is burning. You gasp for air. You need water. You run to your sink, grab a cup, and stick it under the faucet. Dark brown goop starts to trickle out. This is all you have to drink. Someday, it might be a reality for everyone. Water pollution is destroying our world. But we created this mess, and now we need to fix it. Animals and aquatic life are dying. People like us are being affected. And we need to preserve our natural resources of water. Aquatic and animal life is in danger. Entire species of fish are dying out. Some types of fish that live in rivers and streams, such as river trout, are now only a fraction of what they once were, due to their homes being polluted by waste being dumped in them. Because of this, aquatic animals now face an extinction rate five times greater than that of terrestrial animals. But even with that statistic, Birds, crabs, and fish are ending up dead on the beaches and shores. They have died from chemical pollutants and solid pollutants in their habitats. Some of these poor animals are even found with pounds of trash in their stomachs. Pollution is disrupting our food chain. The small pollutants in the water are eaten by small animals, and then they are eaten by something bigger. The pollutants will harm that animal as well, going right through the food chain right back to us. And when our water is polluted, we feel the effects as well. Pollution in our water can cause all of us to get very sick. Drinking chemicals, nitrates, fluorides, and more can cause damage to our nervous system, bones, and organs. In Flint, Michigan, people are drinking lead-contaminated water and are now feeling the effects on their central nervous system. Water pollutants are taking away from water-based recreation. 40% of rivers and 46% of all the lakes in the U.S. have been deemed unsafe to swim and play in due to harmful chemicals and bacteria in the water. We need clean water to survive. Our bodies are approximately made up of 60% water. We can't go three days without drinking. If all our water is unsafe to drink due to pollution, we will die. We only have so much water and we need to protect it. 99% of all water is unusable or unaccessible. Only 3% of water is fresh, and 68% of that is in the ice caps and glaciers. 30% more is underground, and only 0.3% is on the surface. Our sources are being deplenished. It can be a single well or an entire aquifer. 
In the Great Plains of the U.S., the Ogallala Aquifer is rapidly getting smaller. It's the main source of water for most of the U.S.'s crops, and it has many worrying. A study done by the Food and Water Watch says that an estimated 3.5 billion people will face water shortage in 2025. The studies also show that this would be a main result of chemicals, pesticides, and bacteria contaminating our water. We need to do something about this impending disaster. Animals are dying, people are dying, and our water resources are slowly dying too. But we can do something to help. Stay tuned for more solutions and ways that you can help. You can make a difference. You can save our world. Things are happening in our world. Water is being threatened. We may have forgotten about some things. Others we may have had no clue. Either way, we still need to know. Here are some current events. Many people enjoy the peaceful pastime of sport fishing, and a favorite fish is trout. But there have been more and more reports coming in about the depletion of these aquatic animals. From Washington to Pennsylvania, streams are being polluted by past coal mining, as well as other chemicals, pesticides, and solid waste, causing these habitats of these fish to be unsuitable for marine life. Bye-bye clean water, bye-bye fish. One thing that has everyone concerned are the budget cuts on the Environmental Protection Agency, the EPA. It is said that it is facing its lowest budget ever. It has dropped about 31%, and people are worrying what that will mean for our Great Lakes, our regulation control, and our overall environment. A study done not too long ago found that harmful water pollution might be closer to home than we originally thought. The study shows that a category of man-made chemicals, PFASs, are being found all over the U.S. Higher than recommended chemical concentrations are found in at least 33 states, but mostly in California, New Jersey, North Carolina, Alabama, Florida, Pennsylvania, Ohio, New York, Georgia, Minnesota, Arizona, and Illinois. The studies show that these chemicals can cause high cholesterol, lower antibodies, hormone suppression, and more. However, it is said that not enough time has passed to understand the full extent of damage these chemicals can cause. For more stories and details, go to www.nytimes.com, keyword water pollution. Back in the studio, I have with me Dr. Dominique Didier, a professor of biology at Millersville University. She's here to answer some of our questions on water pollution and its effect on wildlife. Thanks for being here, Dr. Didier. Great, thanks for inviting me. All right, so our first question for you is, what have you noticed in the quality of our freshwater sources over the past few years? Well, I think that anyone who's lived near the water, has a close association with water, has probably seen, you know, dirt and the mud and the pollution and so on. So, yeah, I notice um, particularly around here and around the farms a lot more um, erosion of the banks and um, when it's not raining, um, like right now the water's really low, the water looks really clean and nice. I go by the river every day, but after a rain or um, a weather event, you'll notice all the mud and the things being moved down the stream. 
How has the natural wildlife around these water sources changed? Have you noticed any any animals dying out or there being less of certain bits of wildlife? Well, there have been changes in the wildlife. I don't know if it's 100% attributed to the change in water quality, but one of the, the sort of chain of events that occurs is when the riverbanks erode, you lose, well, first of all, I should say, when you farm too close to the riverbanks or build too close to the riverbanks and get rid of the vegetation, that causes the riverbank to erode. When it erodes, it sends mud downstream, and it also, you lose that habitat. And when you lose, say, the habitat for the plants and the smaller animals, then you lose the, the base of your food chain and so on and so forth. So I wouldn't say there's one direct thing or one species you could point to, but it's sort of a, an ecosystem change. So you're talking a lot about mud and the erosion that's causing the pollution, but is there any chemical pollution or other sorts of pollution? Oh. Absolutely. I don't study any of these chemicals or the pollution, but it's widely known, obviously, that we are, the runoff from our roads is bringing oil and things in, um, to the waterways and other chemicals and contaminants. We know that factories and other industries are releasing things into the water, either on purpose, which they're not supposed to, or um, inadvertently that they may not know. Um, other kinds of pollution just are from you know, runoff or overflow of sewers, and so we and we see the effects of this. One of the biggest effects we're seeing in this area is the decline in the smallmouth bass, which is a really important fish in Pennsylvania. Um, and one of the things we're seeing is that they they have more diseases, and we're also seeing that some of the fish are changing sex, and that again is due to a lot of these chemicals. I forgot to mention. Um, also the pesticides and herbicides we use on the fields. That's really a big source of the pollution that we have here. Yeah, with us being the farming county. Yep. How is that affecting just water around here? Well, primarily the use of the pesticides and the herbicides, that's a big problem because those things, again, they wash off into the water. And if you're farming right up to the river or if you have livestock that are beating down the, the areas alongside the river, it makes it easier for everything to wash in. Um, and like I said, these pesticides and herbicides are known chemicals that actually cause sex change in animals. And even, and they may actually just the ex exposure of the animals to these chemicals may be weakening them and, what, and that's why they're getting more diseases. Do you have any concerns about this water pollution? How do you think this problem will escalate in the coming years? Oh, I have huge concerns. Everybody does, in fact. Um, the, uh, the big the big concern in this area, for example, is that all of this pollution is heading downstream down to the Chesapeake Bay. So we've seen a lot of impacts in the Chesapeake Bay. And we're a major contributor, like Easter County is, as well as all of the places up along the whole um, uh, watershed. Um, and, and I have to say one big concern a lot of people are facing is the fact that there's huge amounts of mud and sediment building up behind the dams. And in fact, some, it won't be too many more years before it actually overflows over the dam and nobody knows what we're going to do about that. Um, dredging out that mud, you'd say, well, let's just scoop it all out and get rid of it. But the problem is buried in that mud are lots of chemicals and toxins and actually it may be worse to dig up the mud and release those toxins. So that's one of the big problems people are trying to, to deal with right now is what are we going to do about all the stuff that's built up behind the dams? And do 
you personally do anything uh, to help with this problem? Like, are you working on anything to help these animals and the wildlife? Um, no, my research doesn't really um, work in those areas so much. I do do a lot of teaching about it, and I um, work with other colleagues who are doing a little bit more work. I have in the past had you know student researchers and done some small projects related to the streams and stream health, but some of my work now is moved in another direction. And my last question is, do you have any suggestions that we as a county or as just we as students could do to help this problem help fix it or just contribute less to it? Well, there's a couple, actually a couple things you can do. One is planting trees. There's actually a program called the CREP program in Lancaster County. I don't know if it's still viable, but they um, really supported a lot of replanting of trees along rivers to restabilize the banks. I think um, actually using our waterways um, when you go out um, and go fishing or kayaking or working on the river, you pay for permits, and those permits help support the work. Um, you can volunteer for the conservation department. I happen to know the conservation officer for this area, and he really loves to have students volunteering and helping out. Um, and I think by just talking to other people, and when you see people polluting or, you know, fishing without buying a permit or anything like that, say, hey, you know, these are your waterways. Do something. You know, speak up and, and, and help educate other people. Thank you. That's all. Great. Thanks. situation at times may seem hopeless. There are always ways to help. We may not be able to solve this problem in an instant, but if we work slowly but diligently, chipping off the pollution bit by bit, stopping any more from adding to the mess, then we can make it better. There are some very simple ways to reduce waste leading to water pollution in your home. Use less plastic. Most of the plastic we use ends up in our water supply, spreading decay and killing animals. Just don't litter either. Dispose of your chemicals and oils properly. Bring hazardous chemicals to drop-off facilities, and don't ever dispose of it in the sink. Even better, limit your overall use of these chemicals, or use environmentally friendly ones. Use water sparingly. Turn off the taps. Shower instead of bathing. Take shorter showers as well. And if you're really feeling the need to jump up and do something, you can plant fauna at lakes and rivers to protect from pollutants. Join the water conservation organizations. Organizations such as the Nature Conservancy and Conservation International are working to protect our water. Volunteer or donate. Every bit helps. So that's all I have for you today. I hope I kept you fascinated learning about all the horrors that are happening in our water, and I hope I've convinced you that something needs to be done. Whether you are just starting to feel the need to help, or maybe you're already an environmental activist, remember, you can do something, however big or small. This is Noelle Stringer signing off. Thank you for listening.